Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. First half was just outstanding. Um, not just the goals we scored, the way we played. You know, it was everything we wanted to be as a football team. I think our old firm game started in the second half. We were much better, we were much more aggressive, but the first half we gave the, the game away. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Hosted by Rob McLean, Craig Moore and John Hartson. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! Well, was it a defining moment in the Scottish football season? The night Celtic blew Rangers away. The night the title rivals swapped places at the top of the Premiership. A seven-point turnaround since emerging from the winter break. Celtic have poked their noses in front in the race for the big prize. John Hartson, are your old team champions in waiting? Well, it's in their own hands, Rob, but there's a long way to go. There's an awful long way to go. 14 league games... Um, I just felt the game last night. It, it was different approach from from the from both sides. I thought this, the Celtic players, the mentality, the approach of the game is absolutely relentless at the minute. They approach games in the right way. It was a very dominant performance for them. You know, they were very. Con- it was a convincing win, um, and I just feel they got match winners now. You know, you look at Abada, you look at. Um, Jota, the fact that McGregor put himself up to play last night, you know, with a, with a, with a, an operation pending, mm-hmm. um, with his protective mask that he had on, the fact that he was on the pitch that gave everybody a lift. It was a very alarming performance from Rangers, and I feel if it had been a boxing match in that first forty-five minutes, the ref would have stopped the fight. I don't think you get too many more emphatic old firm wins than that one last night. Why were Rangers so poor? Giovanni Van Bronckhor said they were naive. They weren't ready for what Celtic threw at them. Suddenly, the roles are reversed and Rangers have to catch Celtic. Can they do it? Craig Moore. Well, from the performance last night, Rob, uh, Rangers were, were very, very passive uh, indeed. I just felt that they were... Um, they were nowhere near uh, Celtic in terms of physicality, in terms of fitness, in terms of a willingness and desire to go and affect the game of football. It's almost as if Rangers were, were waiting uh, for things to happen. And boy, did they happen. Uh, that first half performance from Celtic was, was absolutely top-notch. The quality, the intensity, the desire. Um, I'm a little bit concerned in terms of the, the patterns of play that... Um, are very, very clear for Celtic. In my opinion, were not picked up, you know, in terms of Rangers in counteracting that. Uh, second goal in particular, centre-halves having the ball, full-backs coming inside, midfielder rolling out, playing a forward pass. These are patterns of play that should be analysed. And, and for me, it looked like Rangers 
didn't do that at all and struggled throughout the game. Second half, we can talk about the second half, but it's you irrelevant. Want, it's do irrelevant. Want, do you want to talk about the second half? No, it, it's irrelevant. Celtic absolutely blew Rangers away. What could the scoreline have been, John Hartson, at halftime? It was 3-0. What could it have been? You were there. Yes, it could, it, it could have been more, of course. It, it certainly could have been five. I think when Jota cuts in and he hits it with great power and um, uh, McGregor saves it, great save. And then Yakamakis follows in with the header, another great save. When Yakamakis got across the near and he got the touch, that's almost straight at McGregor when he saved it with his feet, right or left of, of Alan McGregor, that's a goal. And I just think they were so dominant in possession. Um, they got their tactics spot on. Juranovic, some star performances when they had to defend in the second half when Rangers were better. But of course, the game was put to bed really after 45 minutes. Um, I just felt that in every department, Celtic were better. You know, in the first half, they were they were quicker to the winning more 50-50 tackles. And um, what, what, what happened obviously was Rangers went in at halftime. They got a right rollicking from their manager. And then they acted, they couldn't be any, they couldn't have been any worse in that second half. They they really couldn't. They had to improve. Naturally, there was a bit of a drop-off. Celtic were they they used all of their five substitutions. That's how much you know the manager Ange thought that the first eleven put into the first half. And um, you know, as I said, it's, it's a, there's a long way to go. Nobody's getting carried away, by the way. If you're Rangers now, you're looking for a, a reaction. Uh, at home to Hearts on Sunday, that's what you want. Another difficult game, and and this is when it's squeaky bum time, if you like. This is when now the the three points really really matter because there's really no margin for error. There's another two uh, derbies to come, mm-hmm. so there is very little margin for error now. But I said before the game, Celtic lately are a different proposition to what they've been. The way that they play, the way that they hunt down. You know, the opposition, when they've got the ball, they win it back very quickly and and they attack and they're a huge attacking force with some really good, talented footballers in that team. Celtic have Kyogo to come back, Rogic to come back, Turnbull to come back, Julian to come in. I asked you right at the top of the show, I'm going to ask you again, is it Celtic's title to lose now? Now that they've got their noses in front. Long way to go, Rob. It's, it's, you know, you asked me a couple of months ago who's going to win the title. I said Celtic. The other night I was on with Paul Tuesday night and he said to me who's going to win tomorrow night. I said Celtic. You know, I was on with uh, Craig, um, I was on with uh, Kenny Miller and they asked Kenny, Kenny he said Rangers. You know, everybody's got an opinion at the mm-hmm. minute. It's one game, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's one game and Celtic were very, very convincing. They are the team at the minute that are riding the crest of a wave in the ascendancy. But there's 14 games to go. And like the manager says, we'll keep playing our football. Some really tough games to go. That's Celtic have to go to Aberdeen next Wednesday night, which is notoriously, notoriously a difficult place to go. Away to Motherwell at the weekend. And, you know, you, you often see it. I believe there'll be more points dropped outside than the two mm. derbies there is to, to come so these are the games you have to take care of but it's there's a race on it's extremely tight but right now you know right now I'd be thinking of that 50 million carrots at the end of it and I have a feeling which way I'd be siding where it's going Has last night Craig sown the seeds of doubt for Rangers supporters can uh, Giovanni Van Bronco's team recover and recover quickly they have to recover by Sunday. They have to. Uh, and look, that's the only way that you can kind of show uh, in terms of 
dusting yourselves down uh, and getting the next result. The, the the game against Hearts at Ibrox is is enormous. Um, Morelos hopefully coming back into the team will give them a little bit more of a steely uh, presence uh, and hopefully goals. But where I, where I think, Rob, that Rangers need to improve dramatically is without the ball. They do not work anywhere near hard enough to force errors, to get turnovers, to get the ball in good areas. It's dropping back, taking a shape. Um, and for me, if you want to win trophies come the end of the season, there needs to be that other part of your game. The top teams in the world, they this modern-day game of football, you need to work hard without the ball. You force errors. With the ball, obviously Rangers can can create and score goals. It's the other side for me that I need to see a massive improvement. We talk about potential signings and who's the best signing of the transfer window. And Aaron Ramsey, I'm sure, will do great. As Diallo, who still is a very young player. Yeah. I think the best signing that Rangers can make right now is getting a Scottish coach in there to support Giovanni and his backroom staff. For me, that will be the best signing of the season. I hope that they're not stubborn with this. I hope that they realise that this is somebody that knows what every ground looks like, that knows what every team looks like, that would have the trust of the playing group mm -hmm. and be a fantastic link from that playing group to the manager. Get that done. I think that will be the best signing of the season. That was something that was speculated. We're going to hear, by the way, shortly from uh, Derek, who's a Rangers fan, and Gary, who's a Celtic fan. We'll get to them in just a, a second. I just just one quick follow-up on, on, on that. that yes. I mean, that was something that was spoken about when Giovanni van Bronckhorst took the job. Would he have a Scottish coach yeah. as part of his team? Is that a mistake? Has that been a mistake then, are you saying, not to have um, a Scottish coach as part of the backup team? I think it is crucial to being successful at Rangers Football Club. I think when you bring in a whole new team, um, that no top top flight football, Giovanni knows the club intimately, but he's been away a long time. You need somebody that has been in amongst it, current, uh, and, and I've got a short list for you, Rob. Neil McCann, Barry Ferguson, Kevin Thompson. Go get one of them, get them in your building, and you've got every chance of turning things around very quickly. Okay, Rangers fans, what do you think about that? 0808 17 17 700. Rangers need a Scottish coach as part of uh, Van Bronckhorst's backup team. What a night uh, last night. Let's get on the phone lines uh, right now with uh, Derek in a sec, who's a Rangers fan. Firstly, Gary from the Gorbals, who is a Celtic fan. Hi, Gary. Evening, Rob. Evening, guys. Hi, Gary. Hi, Gary. How, how was it for you, Gary? Um, absolutely sensational. You know, um, I'll be honest, yesterday seemed like the longest day ever. Um I think because we're not used to we're not used to, you know, late late night kickoffs, midweek kickoffs kind of thing. Normally, you know, you get your half twelve kickoffs, you've not got time to think about the game and it's done in the blink of an eye. It it seemed to go so slow. But the the first half performance I, I was on at the start of the week obviously saying that mm. I was quietly confident. I thought Celtic would win three one. Um You were you weren't far away though. I wasn't far. To be fair, with sometimes with our defence, you know, you, you always kind of give the give the other team a goal. But um, I think, to be honest, last night I thought to a man we were sensational, and I thought um, that obviously, you know, when you look at Juranovic, I think he had Ryan Kent in his back pocket. Um, Hatati, you know, I was laughing at obviously Postecoglou saying that he he wasn't. He's really not fit yet. yet. No, he's, <laughs> he's, he's still got a long way to go. God, <laughs> I God, God help the rest of the league if if, if he's no fit. I know it's a frightening thought, isn't it? 
<laughs> and I, I just thought, you know, I thought it was sensational. The only, the only kind of, I suppose, criticism, and it's a good criticism to have, is that I thought we, we really could have turned the screw in the second half, and I would have really liked to have seen that. But I think with the high-intensity mm. play that we played with mm. in the first half, I think that was why we kind of just seen the game out in the second half. I think, Gary, I think you're, you're spot on there, mate, in terms of, I can understand you're slightly disappointed in terms of the, the, the maybe the drop-off. But the yeah. the intensity um, that Celtic played with in that first forty five minutes, mate, I got to tell you, uh, it's it's near impossible to keep that up for for ninety minutes of football. Um, but by half time, the, the game was absolutely done and dusted. And, and yes, Rangers obviously had spells in, in the, the the second half, as you would kind of expect, touching on that that intensity. So you hear Ange's interview after, and it's still about improving um, and, and moving forward and, and getting stronger. So that, that for me, is, is, is a benchmark. You know, the, the Celtic are looking to get more and more minutes in, in that style of football, which I've got to say, uh, and it hurts me to say, I didn't sleep much last night, mate, I'll be honest. It was a, t- it was a tough one to take, but it's, it's, it's very entertaining on the eye. It's, it's attacking football. It's positive. Um, there's a lot to like about the way that Celtic play just now. How good, John Hartson, is Rio Hatate? Uh, how much value have Celtic got for £1.3 million? Well, um, he's been ever so impressive, hasn't he? And I thought, well, who beats Kyogo? <laughs> Can any of these Japanese players be as good as Kyogo? But what an impact. What an impact he's made. His goals, uh, incredible. Hearts, the, the strike, the power behind that strike. Mm. You know, one of the best goalkeepers we've seen in Scottish football, Craig Gordon, didn't see it. It was past him before he even... You hit the back of the net before he even moved. That's how much power he had behind it. Last night, his goals, but his passing, getting back, getting goal side. Everything. His, his work rate, um, getting forward, creating, just picking the right pass, knowing when the ball comes to him, exactly what he's going to do with it, his vision, and his goals... You know, the second goal, he uses Golson as a guide. As yeah. a guide. And he, he, bends, so, it around he him. bends it around him. And, and, and McGregor doesn't almost, he reacts too late because mm. the ball's gone. But it's clever. It it's only a football man can actually call that because mm. you know, I've been in that situation myself. He uses the centre half as a guide. He's such a big guy, Golson. Brilliant, so clever. And the first goal, He's hit through a crowd of bodies, but to keep that volley down mm. as well. Technique. So, you know, um, Gucci looked a good player before he got injured at mm-hmm. um, at Aloha. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Maeda as well, who came on last yep. night. Brilliant substitution to not start him, to bring him on when Yakamakis was a bit tired because I thought Yakamakis had his best game last night. Mm-hmm. He was winning free kicks. He was a focal point. He looked a goal threat. You know, when he powered that header in, when Jota, when when Jota hit that strike and yeah. McGregor saved it, but it was only one man winning that header. He got up, then he rose. It was really... a, it was Hartson esque. Well, I don't know about yeah. that, but he, it, was a, <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a powerful header. But then he could have scored when he, you know, he had that chance where uh, it hit McGregor's legs and he just seemed to smother it. Um, so there were so many good performances, but Hitati. What a find, what a signing, and a credit has to go to Ange. The phone lines are hot, not surprisingly. Uh, so we've got Gary on, who's a Celtic fan. We've got Derek, uh, who's a Rangers fan, and will be suffering. Craig Moore, Derek, was saying he couldn't sleep last night. How did how did last night affect you? Uh, good evening, panel. Craig, Hi, this Derek. isn't a main point, uh, but Craig, you're talking a lot of rubbish to bring in a Scottish coach. That's absolute nonsense you're talking about. And Barry Ferguson was an outstanding football player. But Barry Ferguson's a horrible coach. 
I don't like to criticise Barry. Barry Ferguson's not a good manager. How horrible? How, how do how do how do you arrive at horrible? Well, Clyde disaster. All right, did all right with Kelty. Terrible uh, this year with Alloa. So Barry Ferguson's not Rangers class as a coach, cracking player, but not cla- not at Rangers class. And the manager's already picked his backroom staff, so he's not going to go with a Scotch coach now. Right, let's get an answer I from Craig. He, I, I Craig, think he, I, I think he needs to free up the fullbacks. Rangers were at their most uh, effective last season when the two fullbacks were pushed high up the park. Last night, when the, the two centre halves got the ball, they were constantly went back to me with the ball because there were no out ball to go out wide with it. And he's destroyed Tavernier and Barisic by playing them two. Okay, let's, I, 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 okay Derek, Derek, let's get an answer. Okay, uh, uh, both fullbacks, the whole match, the whole match, not once engaged with, with Celtics wingers. They were always on the back foot. Celtics wingers were always always able to get turned, get running at them, which put them on the back foot. They were far too narrow when you're only playing against one striker. Um, there was a lot of things tactically that were very, very wrong with this performance. Then you've got the energy, then you've got the desire, all those things that, that can be the, the, the difference. In terms of the Scottish coach, look, whether you've obviously got your concerns over Barry Ferguson. Mate, no problem, that's your opinion. We're all entitled to our opinions. I can tell you right now, you need a Scottish coach in there Right, because he knows all the grounds that they're going to. He knows all the teams that they're playing against. It's unbelievable intel, support assistance, may I add, for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. That adds value. The Dutch are very, very good, right? But it's, it's, it's one, one tone at times. You need somebody else in there that can liven the place up, that can energise a session um, or a moment when it needs. You need a Scottish coach for that, mate, I'm telling you. I've Giovanni, seen it, I've experienced it. Giovanni van Bronckhorst, John, said after the match his team just didn't seem ready for it. I mean, that's an incredible admission, isn't it? In a game in which you know what the old, you know, Giovanni and those players know what the old firm is all about. Yeah. They also know how Celtic play, how they how they blast out of the blocks. Well, that's, a, that's an individual uh, thing, Rob. You know, as a player, if you're not ready for a game of this magnitude, then you're in the wrong game. You know, you've got to get yourself... The manager shouldn't have to say nothing in these games. There is no team talk. This game is about the supporters. Rangers are top of the league. They had the chance to go five points clear. You know, they didn't turn up. They had no answers for Celtic. They had no answers. They never tracked back. They never got tackles in. They didn't defend properly. They conceded three goals. Could have been five in 45 minutes. It was dismal. It was embarrassing. Ali McCoist, I've said it today on the radio. I think even Chris Boyd, that I'm not a big fan of, <laughs> said, said it last night on Sky. It was yep. Celtic's night. Yeah. And yeah. It's a, it was an alarming performance, really alarming from a team that got themselves top of the league, not only last night, but the four points that they've dropped against Aberdeen and, um, and who, who did it uh, last week? Ross County. Ross, Ross County, 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 sorry, yeah. 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 So, you know, dropping points. There's a huge drop-off in yep. their performances. But when there was talk about Giovanni Van Bronckers coming in to be manager, yeah. to replace Steven Gerrard, there was no talk of a Scottish coach from supporters or anybody. It was like, it was almost like, well, he's an ex-player. Mm. That's enough. He'll bring his own staff. That's enough. He's an ex-player. Backed he, up by the results, well, you would have well, to say, yeah, well, over yeah, the yeah, last yeah, couple yeah, of months. He knows the, he knows the blueprint of the nah, football club. He's been the there before. He's played in big games. He's won the Champions League. He's done this. He's done that. There wasn't a lot of talk about 
you know, a Scottish coast. But I see where Craig is coming from yeah. now because I think he might just need a little bit of help. Yeah. OK, we could uh, talk about this all night and we actually will because we're on here till seven o'clock. Just a, a final word for, from you, Gary. Ask John this right at the top of the show. Are Celtic on the way to being title winners here? You know what? Um, I hope so. What, what I loved last night, uh, what I noticed was, was when Callum kind of grabbed Joe Hart and he grabbed a lot of players and just, you know, he was telling him to calm down, obviously. Yeah. You know, obviously, really wanted to celebrate. Um, obviously, first first victory over Rangers in a long while. But um, I think that's I think that's imperative because we need to go again. It's a tough game um, in Sunday uh, against Mullerwell. And hopefully, we can extend the, the gap to four points and put the pressure on the Rangers. But um, I, I agree with John that I think there is going to be drop points. But, I mean, just, just to touch on uh, Craig's point, I mean, I just think... Just quickly, Gary, yep. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I spoke to I spoke to an Australian journalist uh, earlier in the season before Ange came in, kind of thing, Scott McIntyre, mm-hmm. and and um, and you know just to get the lowdown on Ange and what he said was this guy is nobody's second prize. Obviously, at the time Eddie Howe was touted as getting a job, and he says this guy's this is nobody's second prize. And do you know what the Celtic fans are still in love with Ange, and um, I, I think we will go on and win this title hopefully. Gary, thanks for your call. Derek as well. And uh, join the football chat with us. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Well, what a night it was at uh, Celtic Park. Celtic 3, Rangers 0. Emphatic doesn't quite cover it. And it's uh, a change of places at the top of the Scottish Premiership. Celtic are in front. Can Rangers come back at them? Will there be twists and turns? More of them along the way? Well, we will uh, find out. And if you're looking for old-firm reaction, uh, you can't really do any better than John Hartson and Craig Moore in the studio with us. Uh, the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Uh, just thinking back six months, as recently as six months ago, uh, we'd been through the Eddie Howe debate We'd been through the Ange Who. Uh, lots of Celtic fans uh, didn't couldn't pronounce his surname, didn't know who he was, wondered what they'd got as a coach. Celtic lost in the Champions League qualifiers. They were beaten at Tyne Castle. They lost to Ibrox. Then at Livingston, they dropped points at home to Dundee United. They then lost 4-0 at home to Leverkusen in the Europa League. And nobody at that stage, uh, John, we're about to uh, get uh, Paul on the line with us, but nobody at that stage was dreaming about a title for Celtic. No, Celtic couldn't win the title at the start of the season. Lots of people were, were, were hoping and praying that something would happen and Ange would have, another, would have a transfer window and bring in these quality. It was a pipe dream. You know, it was a pipe dream. It really was. And if the Celtic fans are being honest, yeah, we hoped. You know, Rangers were so dominant last season. It was almost like the complacency is now showing. They held on to so... It's only Patterson, really, they've got money for in terms of selling. Mm. It's as if, as a club, they're holding on to everybody um, just with a view to trying to win the league. I think the league is looked at as if everything will be settled and everything will be sorted. People will get paid off. We can do this, we can do that. If we win the league, it wasn't so much if they win the league, when they win the league. And this is a huge shock and a huge bonus for the Celtic fans that we brought in Ange, sensible, wise, great, great um, sort of uh, team in terms of his, his formation, 
very stubborn in terms of sticking with the 4-3-3, knows what he wants, knows what he needs to be successful. Mm -hmm. He's done that. He's done that. And Celtic now are a different proposition. They've just gone top of the league. And now all of a sudden, people are going, poof, you know, Celtic have a chance now. But I wouldn't be getting carried away. Get carried away with last night's result. Absolutely, because it's a fantastic win against against Rangers. A huge win. I haven't beat them for seven games. Mm. So it's a massive win, a very convincing, easy Dominant victory last night, but I wouldn't be getting carried away in terms of the title yet. There's 14 league games to go. Keep playing their football and keep everybody fit. Lots of problems with injuries as well, but Kyogo to come back, Rogic, Turnbull, Julian. Yep. So the squad, and Anne said last night, Hetati's not even at his best. Yeah. See you when know, he's fit. It's a frightening. It's a frightening. <laughs> he's going to be a player, isn't he? Let, let's see. Thought. Let's see if Paul, uh, Celtic fan, is getting carried away. Paul, hi. How are you? Hi, how you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Hi, you, you, you don't sound like you're getting carried away, <laughs> but are you getting carried away? Come on, away? Paul, we're top of the league, man. What's wrong with you? Listen, I'm just sitting back, <laughs> laughing and smiling at the whole situation. Um, the main man that Rangers have lost, right, and bear in mind, they've dropped eight points under Gio, right? So here's the thing. I know Craig says about the Scottish coach, you need to bring in a Scottish coach and all the rest of it. The man who made the difference to them was Michael Beale. So, he's not even a Scottish guy. He doesn't know the gun. I can't really understand where you're coming from, Craig. In terms of... So, basically, you've, you've brought a whole new a whole new coaching staff, right? And and, and flip it. Flip it for a moment, right? When when Anne's, Anne's come to Celtic, there was a demand. He's got to bring his own people. He's got to bring his own people. He's got to bring his own people. What he kept with was people that know the football club, Paul. Right? And what I'm saying yeah. is Giovanni knows a football club. There's no doubt about yep. that. He's played at the football club. He's been a successor at the football club. But the other coaches, they they don't have that understanding of what it means, right? They're, 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 therefore, I think that that Scottish coach, this is not someone that's going to pick the team, mate. This is someone that is actually an asset to support the management structure that's in place, that has the ability to connect that playing squad with the manager, that has intimate knowledge of playing at all the fields in the country against all the different opponents. Mate, I can tell you right now, the coaches that are with Giovanni don't know that. They think they know that. They don't know that. That is, me for me, the main point of difference of having a Scottish coach within the building that gets all that, that knows all that, that's current. I think it's a huge difference, mate. That's my opinion. And certainly, Paul, it looked, it looked as if Rangers were caught in the headlights, didn't it, right from the start last night? They just couldn't hold on it. Um, and it was an absolutely rip, they ripped them apart. Um, they just couldn't cope with it. The defensive sort of side is not as good as what they're actually, you know, how good they think they are. They're no. They're no. And I think, at the end of the day, I mean, I still think we are going to win the league easy. Hey, but Paul, can I ask you a question? Aye. Did Celtic do anything different last night to what we were expecting? Um, I never didn't get out of first gear in the second half because the game was gone. No, no, but did they do anything different to what they've seen, what, no. what, they've, what they've done all season in terms of their style of play? Um, no. No? No, they didn't. And, and we, we had no. no answers whatsoever. No answers to the patterns of play that they play that you see week in, week out. We had zero answers. We were miles off it. We were chasing shadows, mate. That, that for me, is, is an unacceptable performance. I think it's a challenge as well. For me, it's acceptable, but you want to go there, Craig. Mm. And, <laughs> and do you do you think, uh, Paul, that's it now? That that 
you know, I know there are 14 games to go, but Celtic are in front. Is that it now? Do you feel as if Celtic now will kick on from where they are um, and, and land this title that matters so much this season? Um, if they keep sort of playing with the performance they play in the way sort of they're doing their consistent passing and all the rest of it, I think we'll win uh, the league. Um, is there still points to be dropped? Of course there's points to be dropped in the game of football. Um, everybody has a bad day. You'll, I mean, you look at McGregor against Ross County, who had an absolute howler, mm. but yet last night, man, he was an absolute superstar in that first half. Yeah. He should have been five or six and a half time. Yeah. So it's... I'm not sitting on the fence here. I still think we're going to win it. I think we'll get, we'll get stronger players to come back. Rangers have not got the answer to that. Yeah. Paul, do you, Paul, do you think... I, I look at Celtic. I've seen Celtic's every game this season. Europe, league, friendlies, qualifiers. I've watched them in every single game. I just think in the last sort of six, seven, eight games, since the Japanese played... Sorry? They've got stronger. Tell you what it is, Paul, right? They've got stronger with the window. They've brought quality players in. But what I see is, Paul, I see a mentality... Everybody is on the same level. They're on the same wavelength. Everybody wants to graft. Everybody wants to close down. People people do the right things. There's leaders in, in the team. There's winners in the team. And that is massive in terms of a football team coming together. That team ethic. And that comes from the manager, mm. the training ground. Yeah. They all believe in each other. And there's real trust in each other and they're driving forward like a steam train at the minute mm -hmm. you know the way that they're playing right they're attack 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 and I was concerned about the defence but we've we managed to hold out last night Carter Vickers was outstanding we've kept a clean sheet and for me it's just the mentality at the minute they're relentless mm -hmm. and that's down to Ange and Ange has got to keep that mentality going but the players they just look, it's a word, it's a football, they look at it. Mm -hmm. They're at it every single week. So it's going to take good teams now to, to stop Celtic, you know, doing what they're doing. Do you agree, soaked, Paul? Mentality soaked, is right. Aye, they soaked it up. They soaked Rangers up left right in the second half. They, honestly, John, they never even got out of first gear in the second half yesterday. Mm -hmm. They soaked it up. Um, when they start sort of strong the players taking back, you know, like say the uh, big Julian and all the rest of it, I think he's a, a yeah. class player. Is he going to sort of be able to fit in? Starfelt, I'm still a bit, nah, I'm not too sure with Starfelt, yeah. Would you put Julian, um, would you still, put Julian in uh, alongside Carter Vickers? Would you see that, Paul, as better? Aye. I'm yeah. not sure about that, Paul, because I think, you know, I know, I know um, uh, Carter Vickers is the more dominant one of the two. You know, he's protecting Starfelt a lot. But I think Starfield has come into a game. Yes, he's got a mistake in him. Um, but I think Ange, he's paid 4.5 million for him. Yeah, he's trying to get Julian back. He's a great option. So is Welsh. But I'm not too sure whether I, I break these two up at the minute. I, I, I really wouldn't. And I think Julian needs to be shown on the training ground. He's ready. Uh, I know he'll be hungry. He's been out a long time to play. But um, it's a big call it's a big call to split your two centre-halves when they've been together for the majority of the season, you know, to change them. Um, mm. So it's a huge call. And <laughs> Listen, I'm glad I'm not the one who's making it, you know. But, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing how quickly things change, isn't it? There, there was so much excitement when the transfer window closed for Rangers fans, Aaron Ramsey, on the back of having signed uh, Ahmad Diallo on loan from Man United uh, as well. Uh, to go from that euphoria 
as the window closed to the feeling that Rangers fans had had last night, Craig. Uh, should Aaron Ramsey have been on the bench? Should he have been in the squad, even just as a psychological move? Look, I mean, I don't know in terms of exactly the type of condition that he he would have come to the club in. I mean, he's not he's not played a lot of football. We know that. Um, look, he's, he's he's not a young lad. He's a mature professional footballer who has looked after himself. Um, being in Italy, you know, even the Italian way of, of life and the yeah. professionals over there, he would have been in decent order. But I can only imagine, and Giovanni must have had the information, that he's not ready um, for the match. Personally, mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen him involved or, or on the Even if on, he knew he couldn't bench. play. Just, yeah. yeah, play a little bit of the mind games mm-hmm. for me. Rather uh, than him sitting up in the stand beside Ross Wilson. Yeah, and again, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I don't think that's a, a it's an unbelievable look because I'm sure there were other Rangers players that weren't in the squad, but they weren't sitting up there. So, again, for me, there's there's a, there's a few things. Look, it's easy to be critical. I'm extremely disappointed, as you can hear in my voice this mm. show. Um, I'm gutted because I'm you know I'm passionate about football and obviously I want to see Rangers do well. And, and they underperformed massively last night. Um, I, I think that there's there's been moments throughout the season where they've not hit the levels that are required to to, to win trophies. Um, so work work needs to be done. Aaron Ramsey, uh, I'm sure he'll come in and do great. Mm. There's only 14 games left there. Yeah. You know, people talk five months, six months. He needs to hit the ground running. 14 Ramsey, games. Aaron Ramsey's been a world-class performer, mm-hmm. right? A performer for Wales, for Arsenal. Not so good at Juventus. Mm-hmm. Hardly held the place down. Hasn't kicked the ball in four months. I know what he's capable of, right? Mm-hmm. But he's 31. And for me, I want to see where he's at. I want to see the level. Is he still at that level of what we've seen in the past, having not played? And you look at the Celtics midfield, Rogic, McGregor and Hatati. Mm-hmm. Does he get in? Would Aaron Ramsey get in Celtics midfield now, Paul? There's a question for you. Um, and if so, who does he replace? There's a Ramsey for Celtic. You getting me on? No, yeah, it, no I'm we're, saying. We're talking hypothetically. Would, would, would he get in Celtic's middle three now? Rogic, McGregor, Hatati. No. And if so, instead of who? No. That's no, my point. Because I want to see where Aaron Ramsey is right now. Listen, he might come up and be unbelievable, invincible. You know, win six or seven he... games for Rangers. But then again, you look at it, and I still think there's question marks over this. Aaron Ramsey last night watching that game, is he thinking, what have I done? Look at how poor that, Rangers that, were. Here's the thing is, John, I mean, obviously you played down England, you played in Scotland mm. and all the rest of it. The game, I, all right, I never reached your levels, nowhere near it and then the rest of it. The difference between like, the Scottish game and the English game is completely different. He will actually, it's 200 mile and hours up here. Is he going to be able to cope with that? I know the lads had a lot of injuries. He is a world-class player, I'm not going to deny yeah. that. But he has so he been, he has been. He has been, and he's been a great performer, but he's not kicked the ball. And how long has he been at um, he, he, last, he last played in October. October. He, he came on as a sub in the Champions League in October, I think. That was his last yeah. uh, It's an interesting, it's, a, it's an interesting sign. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, as a friend, you know, Aaron Ramsey, I'm I'm in between two, aren't I? Because he's my mate, I want mm. to see him do well, but then again, I want him to have a nightmare as well. Because <laughs> it's not like we'll have an easy ride. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, good to have you on the show. No problem. I'll carry on driving down the road now. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> good man. I've got a place that I've 
Good Bye, lad. Mate. All the best. Bye, Cheers, Bye. Paul. 0808 17 17 700. What a title race we have on our hands. And Celtic have poked their noses in front. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. Well, a lively old show and you would expect nothing else on the back of Celtic 3, Rangers nil. Sorry, Craig, had to repeat the scoreline. A sleepless night oh, sleepless. Uh, for Craig Moore. Uh, John Hartson in a slightly different mood, uh, one would say, contrasting a little bit. John was at the game last night, uh, very much part of it. Of course, he's seen Celtic uh, every step of the way this season. Is he watching them en route to winning the title? And as he's said numerous times on this show, it would be one of the most unexpected and in a sense craziest title wins of all time. If Ange Postacoglu was to go from where he was in the midst of chaos uh, to surmounting Rangers who won by 25 points last season, can Celtic do it? They are on top as of last night. There are 14 games to go. What a night! What an atmosphere. Now, from the moment we walked out, the wall of noise and, and the energy in the stadium and the supporters were just outstanding. And, you know, from my perspective, then the anxiety grows because I, I wanted to repay that, you know, and I wanted to, the players to repay that. But And they and they fed off the energy in the right way, you know, that they rose to the occasion, the players, and, and, you know, gave the fans the kind of performance that their support deserves. This was a quote uh, from Ange Postacoglu last night, John Hartson as well. We're going to get to another caller in a sec. Jason is on the line. We'll be right with you, uh, Jason. But John, uh, Ange Postacoglu said last night, people walked in here with problems in their life. Uh, hopefully we helped them forget about them for a while. He He's a manager who's connecting with the players big time. Yeah. He's also connecting with the supporters. Well, what I'd say to that is, I'm not saying managers don't think it, um, but to come out and say it and show the empathy that he has for for families, you know, struggling, just gone through the pandemic, um, people losing their lives, you know, the cancer patients can't go in and get and get uh, scans, you know, they can't get operations and things like that because it's put to one side. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of cancer patients are not getting seen to, not getting treated. Um, so he's got, he, you know, he's a very humble guy. And for all his success early on this season for Celtic, got to got to the top of the league, his signings have worked out for him, brought in really good signings. He's still thinking about the fans and he's still thinking about the people at home who can't afford to come to the games. You know, he's, he's just, he's a people's person. Mm -hmm. That's what he is. And uh, and he doesn't mind coming out and sharing it. And and these quotes that he comes out with, you know, he, he doesn't get too high. Craig knows him a lot better than I do. But I'm, I'm really speaking about what I've seen of mm. him. He doesn't get too high, Rob. Some of the highs that they've had this season, you know, and it doesn't get too low. He stays grounded, doesn't he? He stays very balanced, you know. Mm. So people think, well, they try and get a quote out of him. They try and get a headline out of him. The way that he deals with the press. Mm -hmm. Somebody a couple of months ago asked him about, about the ticket situation. He said, look, mate, I don't deal with the tickets. <laughs> I'm just concentrating on getting my team to play well on the training ground. Yeah. That's, that's a big enough job for me. Yeah. I'm under enough pressure here, pal, to deal with trying to get my team to win. Mm. So, and that's exactly how he is and I absolutely love him and I think the Celtic fans do as well yeah they sure do somebody asked him last night uh, did you dream about this the night before and he said I'm not going to tell you about my dreams mate <laughs> and there was, a, there was a mate on the end of it and that means go no further let's get Jason on the line who is a Rangers fan Jason um, 
I'm asking this very tentatively. How are you? Terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm not terrible. sure. Uh, terrible result last night for Rangers. Uh, before I start, my big mate Aidan McNulty, who has obviously just heard that I'm coming on, he's listening and he's just texted me saying, is that you way to cry on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> so, let's get out Aidan McNulty there. Aidan's giving you no peace. He's giving me no peace. But I just wanted to come on. I was actually going to touch on a point there that um, uh, John made about... Um, Ange Postecoglou and, and sort of um, you know buying it the fans buying into him mm-hmm. him buying into the fans and that connection between the support and, and the manager I think that's really important and yeah. I think a lot of Rangers success over the last two two and a half years was down to the Rangers fans buying into Gerard and what I mean by that is it's it's it may sound trivial but it does mean a lot you know the the, the, the pumping of the badge after the game big wins going to the fans to celebrate. You know, and and that 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 gives Rangers fans or any fan a vision that the manager is is passionate about. You know, trying to uh, lead from the front and try and get the team back to winning ways. One slight concern for myself is that, um, although it's still early days, I'm not going to write him off and say that I want him sacked or anything like that. Because there's been a lot of calls for for Gio's head last night, maybe after a few beers on Twitter. But um, <laughs> Rangers Rangers fans need that. And I, 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 you know, a scare point for myself is that. I don't really see that from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. I had concerns last night that how hard he would go in on the team at half time, you know, after that abysmal performance in the first forty five minutes. I just I can't imagine him being the kind of guy to go into a dressing room and start, you know, really ripping into players for a terrible performance mm-hmm. and I'm I'm hopeful that that is the case, but I just want to put that towards the panelists. Yeah, well, well, Craig Craig knows knows all about Giovanni. What would what would have been his reaction? What what would he have done at half time? At halftime, look, he he would have obviously he would have been firm. He Gio's not a shouter, uh, a screamer, and 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 emotional. Uh, and even after the match, as 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 bad a, a performance it was, Jason, and as tough as it was to take, he wouldn't have been ranting and raving after the game. He he would have um, allowed the players to to go home and. And and no doubt they had sleepless nights like me and you, mate. To be honest, because uh, it was a, it was a, it was a tough one. But then I, he'll come in today. Would have come in this morning, controlled, and measured, uh, and looking to try and manage the the situation. Um, really interesting point that you make, Jason. I was talking to to, to John offline about um, you know Celtic in terms of getting that result. Obviously, it's you know it's it's a great result for them and all that. But even like the players, it's not as if like. Game's done and and they're away up the tunnel. They slowly walk around the, the 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 four sides of the stadium and they're they're showing their appreciation for the support. Uh, and and I just feel that when you do that, it kind of then it, it creates this we are one type of mentality that that you know that, that everyone's everyone's in in the fight and 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 it's unified. And I feel as if that that needs to be done and 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 replicated and probably. That connection at the moment between the fans at Rangers in terms of the team, in terms of the season, the way that it's panned out, I, I just feel as if at the moment there's a little bit of a disconnect. You'll be able to tell me better, mate, because you're you're a supporter. I'd, I'd agree with that fully. I would 100% agree with that. Like you say, when you've got the manager, you've got the players, you've got the fans, um, the, the full club, you, you, you do get that sense that everyone's in it together and you're charging towards the same kind of goal, which obviously for Rangers and Celtic is, is ultimately winning the league. Um, with all that's at stake this year, obviously bragging rights comes comes in there. You've got the Champions League money. Yeah, yeah. And that, 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 you know, this, this, this point in the season is crucial. It's you know, approaching that time of the season, halfway through, 
Celtic are by, were by far in the in the driving force right now. I watched them watched the game last night. Obviously, first forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, I was sat there with the beer in my hand, ready to enjoy a game. Ten minutes passed. I was like one hand in the head, second hand, and I was just I couldn't I couldn't honestly believe what was um, unfolding in front of me. But mm-hmm. another quick point I wanted to make was that. Um, for me, and I, I'm not, again, out to sort of victimise anyone because I don't think there was any performance in that Rangers team last night that got pass marks apart from Ryan Jack in yep. the second half who came mm. on and changed the game, in my opinion. But um, what, one thing that I feel that the Rangers have been missing and they've probably been missing it for a while and I'm not on this you know, bandwagon where people say Tav's not a captain, he's not this, mm. he's not that. He's done wonders for the club. Yep. He probably does a lot within the dressing room. But, but for me... What I, what I need to see is um, a, a Rangers player going out. I'm trying to think of examples of Barry Ferguson, a Roy, you know, Roy Keane, mm-hmm. all these kind of leaders that'll go on, they'll have that sort of brave face on them, they're going to go yeah. into the Lions den and you just know that they're going to drive the team. I, I mean, if I, when I was watching that last night, I wanted to see James Tavernier going through people and I mean going through them on the pitch saying, what the hell is going on here and, and trying to drive them towards it and I feel Rangers have been missing that for a while. Yeah, look, and I just look, again, I don't, I don't know the situation in terms of um, post post match, yeah. But w- when you have as tough a night as as, as what it was um, last night, for me, I believe that it should be the captain that goes and and, and fronts the the media, and and, and again, Tav might want to be doing that. He he might not. He might be told told not to do. That. I don't know, but I just think in terms of again, look. Yes, Ryan Jack came on and done really well in the second half, um, and he ends up doing the media stuff. For me, that's. That's something that should come from the captain. Uh, you know, earlier on in the season, Jason, I think there was a, I forget the actual game, but we all remember the interview, Connor Goldson come out and, mm. and his interview. Again, that was, the, that was the game or the time that I that felt... That was off that, the back of the League Cup semi-final, wasn't yeah, it? that was also the time that I felt that the captain should have been there. You know, you, you, you remember the likes of a, of a Richard Goff and, you know, Goff, he speaks about it all the time. He, he says, Walter used to roll out anybody he liked after we'd won a game, but after every harsh defeat, every tough moment... He says, I was, I was the one that was put forward to the media. I would like to see a little bit more of that because that for me is a character. That for me is, is showing that you've got something about yourself. Uh, but again, I can't criticise Tab because he might, he, he might have been told that we don't want you doing the media. I don't know. I just think it's a better look when your captain's out there speaking in, in, in tough times. Jason, are you worried about where this goes from here for Rangers? Uh, asked me that on on Sunday after the weekend's passed, and, and we we you know have hearts at Ibrox, and we see how we perform there. I've seen this unfold a million times. I, you know, I, I'm I'm fairly. I've seen Rangers get beat five one off of Celtic, and vice versa. And the same time, we went um, respectively. We both went on to win the league yeah, in the same yeah. season, where we've been beat five one. So I'm not going to read too much in it. But I mean, the warning signs for me, and I, I would say most Rangers fans, if you go back to the um, you know Aberdeen. Um, away, you know, Hibs when we, yeah. we, we managed to straight past with a penalty. The, the the performances started off really well. We've we've slipped into a sort of false sense. Of, I'm not entirely sure what game we're trying to play. We're sitting back. The fullbacks aren't you know attacking as much as you want and putting the ball in the yeah. box and getting getting the strikers on the end of the ball. So I'm not I, I'm not sure what what our game plan is. I'm watching us and I'm, I'm we're sitting deep. I mean, last night I knew that Celtic would come into traps quick. I knew that the the match would be intense for the first 15, 20 minutes. I think everyone would have known that with the atmosphere, but Rangers looked like they just didn't expect that to happen and they thought the game was just going to yeah. breeze through and they would get an easy game. That was never going to happen. So 
ask me that at the weekend. If Rangers get a good result, which I'm hopeful, we'll come at the traps, go at Hearts, get a few goals on the uh, on the score sheet. Um, then you know we can hopefully kick on from there. But and we'll at, need to give it to the weekend. To and at least at least your Paul Aiden's going to be sympathetic with you in the meantime as well, isn't he? No, I highly doubt that. <laughs> Jason, Jason, thanks for your call. Cheers, Good Jason. Call. Good Bye call. Guys, see ya. And, that, and that brings to an end a fascinating first hour on the Go Radio Football Show. And the good news is we've got 60 minutes still to come. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat, and more. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, they even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. Yeah, from that number, join in with the old firm reaction discussion with two old firm old boys, John Hartson and uh, Craig Moore on the back of... What a night at Celtic Park it was. What a scoreline. What a first half it was. Uh, you just couldn't have seen that coming. Yes, you could and probably did uh, predict that Celtic were going to win. Did you really think it was going to be 3-0 going on 4 or 5 or even 6 uh, by half time? That's the way it played out last night in the east end of Glasgow. And suddenly Celtic are top and Rangers are playing catch-up. No doubt about man of the match, Rio Hatate uh, scored two and created one. What a value he has. I think he's repaid that £1.3 million already. But what a performance as well uh, from the man in the mask, uh, Celtic captain Callum McGregor, playing uh, with a cheekbone that was fractured in two places. That's been pretty So, you know, if you, you take injuries in football, um, that's what happens, but... So I cleared towards the start of the week that I had half a chance and you know that's all I needed for, for tonight's game. You've got the mask that gives me the protection that I need, so you know, we'll just we'll just let it heal and, and keep taking it day by day. Any fears about getting hurt? Uh, no, no fear. Um you know, you, you know the situation, but it's you know, when the game starts, um then you know you just you just go into that mode where, you know, you don't have any fear. Um the atmosphere, the adrenaline, everything's going. Um and you just want to help the team. So you know, I spoke before the game. Just, I wanted to do everything I could to, to get myself on the pitch tonight to try and help the team and and do that for the supporters because I know you know every single one of them would play with a broken face if they had to. So um, you know why am I any different? There's that connection again between team and supporters. Uh, another mention of just what it means to Callum McGregor uh, to sit, put his hand up and say, "Yep, I might have a, a cheekbone that's broken in a couple of places, but get that mask on, get me in there." Well, a captain's attitude, uh, a leader, a leader of men, and uh, puts himself out there. He's got a fractured cheekbone, and there's only one way to play. If you try and protect that, and you don't necessarily... Yes, you can be slightly cautious. You don't want to be daft and jump in with his elbows flying. But I thought he dealt with the situation really well. He had a good game. But I just think when Callum McGregor was announced, I think it was on... Um, I think it was Tuesday... 
that Anne said in his press conference. Well, Callum's done a little bit of training. We'll have another look at him tomorrow. He's got a little bit of a chance of uh, of being involved in the game. That was almost like everybody then was delighted because Callum McGregor just being out there on the pitch, you know, yeah. as a captain, everybody appreciated what he'd gone through. He had the, he had the, the protective face mask on. But it, it's just leadership. It's leadership and... Um, He's a different captain to Scott Brown. He, he doesn't. He's getting more and more vociferous. I think he's talking a bit more now because mm-hmm. I think he's enjoying the role of being captain. Um, Did you see that video clip of of him hounding Borna Barisic at one point yeah. on the touchline? I think there was a there was maybe an expletive that we can't probably use at this stage. But but yeah. but, the, but maybe there's something of the Scott Brown coming out now in Callum McGregor. You know because. You know, Brown's time has gone. Uh, you know, his leadership the, the, is moving on, isn't it? The silent assassin, <laughs> maybe. But uh, no, he's a tremendous player. You know, you know, in a game like last night, he's brave. He goes and gets the ball in, you know, in in certain areas, and uh, he was terrific again with with with, with the Hatati and uh, um, O'Reilly alongside him. You know, but uh, again, it's just fantastic to, to see his attitude. He put himself out there for his teammates and he played a huge role in the win as well let's get Terry on the line Terry's uh, a Celtic fan and I'm imagining Terry that you're in pretty good form today oh yeah it's been great uh, I said before Rob I, I was break dancing before but I break dancing <laughs> to work this morning really yeah what a man and you've managed to get away without damaging yourself with all that breakdancing celebration um, is it Celtic's title now Terry are you, you feeling good about Celtic keeping top spot yeah you know me Rob it's each game at a time 14 games to go everyone's going to be massive and we're obviously looking good yeah I wouldn't say it's our title now but it's got to be it's got to be a, title, a good title running yeah What about Rio Hatate what have you got uh, in that signing what a start for him Oh the guy's just had the ground running isn't he? he's obviously getting a lot of admirers all over the place now he's playing that well so uh, hopefully we can fend him off in the summer because no doubt they'll come calling right away yeah, they might be coming calling for the manager as well, Craig Moore, um, off, off the back of this remarkable season. I mean, obviously, his sights are set on winning the title for Celtic, yeah. having won the League Cup already. Uh, the last thing on his mind, and you you wouldn't probably be brave enough to ask him at a media conference, but in the same way that other clubs will be coveting some of Celtic's players who are improving you know, at a rate of knots, uh, his performance as a coach in turning things around spectacularly at Celtic won't have gone unnoticed either. Uh, definitely not. I mean, his stock will certainly uh, be on the rise. There's no doubt about that. The um, the amount of signings that, that he's had to make at the football club from the starting position uh, at the beginning of the season has, has, has been enormous. And a lot of those um, signings are, are now starting 11 players, um, which is obviously what he needed to do to try and improve the squad. But more importantly, I think, is that the they've all gelled very, very quickly. I, I think that's probably taken a lot of people by surprise, even the, the Celtic supporters. Uh, but they'll they'll be absolutely delighted with what they've seen, Rob, because I, I think he kind of speaks their language. He's very smart with his messaging within the media. He comes across as a very humble person. He is that. I know him personally. Um, so he's done a, he's done a fantastic job. Uh, there's no doubt about that. In terms of long term... It, it's long term. I mean, he, he's in at Celtic and he's doing a great job and I've no doubt that he wants to be there for, for the foreseeable future and, and win trophies. That's like all top managers, what they want to achieve at their football clubs. Terry, you couldn't have dreamed 
this would have happened could you six months ago when the se- when the no. stuttering start to the season um, made it look as if Celtic had massive problems to, to get through definitely Rob it, it was sealed in regards to Protocol there I mean I, I for one as well can I, I was on the Eddie Howe bus and wanted Eddie Howe in, and mm. obviously when Protocol got mentioned that he's coming I mean it's as if you need to educate yourself really and it's a big mm-hmm. world out there there's good coaches good players and the guy was kind of ridiculed the day one, people mispronouncing his name, all these kind of talk, talk phone-ins, and i seen one people laughing at him, like Marlon Brazil and that, and whatnot. Uh, and as I say, I, including myself, I, he's proven a lot of people wrong, and, uh, and he is a humble man, and I, I, I for one apologise to him as well, if, ever, if he was listening, but uh, no, he's, he's a great coach. Yeah, I think quite a few people, John, yeah. owe him an apology because, uh, and it, it was born of ignorance, wasn't it? Just because we didn't, uh, couldn't pronounce his surname and didn't know who he was and where he'd come from, um, people were writing him off before he was even in the door. They were, myself included, uh, Terry included, um, our mm-hmm. caller here. Um, but you know, let, let's let's think about this as well. Celtic gave him a huge opportunity. Celtic's a global club. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a wonderful opportunity for Ange. You know, to come from the the J League, I know we'd manage this country as well. But Ange would have seen this as his biggest job, I would imagine. Yeah, I know when you manage a country is huge, um, but Celtic Football Club, you know, it, it, it's on a different stratosphere, really, the fan base and everything else, and the challenge that faced Celtic. You know, he didn't stutter at all. He took it straight away. Um, come in, no backroom staff from himself. Um, no director of football just came in pretty blind uh, to the job but from day one boy has he made an impression with his um, his knowledge his, his, his humbleness his uh, you know he, he just tells the truth he sees it as it is and his style of playing as well it's 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 um, it's difficult sometimes for the players to keep up that 4-3-3 but he hasn't wilted he's kept he's kept with that system against all the criticism that people were saying at the start of the season, myself included, got to go to five at the back, got to go to three centre-halves. What do I know? He stayed with the four mm. and um, he's improved the team. His signings have been magnificent. But I agree, Terry, and I think if Celtic fans are, mm. are being totally honest, there'll be thousands upon thousands upon thousands of the fans worldwide that will say, we, we, we didn't know, we were pretty shocked. We wanted mm. Eddie Howe. Mm-hmm. He was the big one. Why we all yep. wanted Eddie Howe, he's probably the next best thing, that the biggest name, I think. But he hadn't done, he hadn't pulled up any trees. He got relegated at Bournemouth. Only really mm. managed. Bournemouth didn't catch it at Burnley. Bournemouth have been relegated and put mm. them down to the championship, played good football. But in terms of bringing yep. Ange in, nobody knew who he was. Do you think, but the job no. he's done has been brilliant. Do you think that that will encourage more people within Scottish football to look further afield in the future? To do their due diligence. Just so the, you know, you talk about global club. Um, there's a there's a big world out there mm. in, in yeah. terms of football, and there's a lot a lot of opportunities out there. So you, you've got to actually applaud Celtic for being brave enough yeah. to go left mm-hmm. field because well. it, because it was left field. Well, look, yeah. a, look they've struck it rich, haven't they, with 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 Ange Postecoglou? But, but as you say, so so often clubs are looking for a recognisable name. But we see it, we see it all the time. I just think in football, I've, I've had the experience, obviously, of coming from Australia, having experiences in Asia, and, and and my time, obviously, here in Europe. There's so much more out there, and there's a lot yeah. of opportunities, and a lot of people have got a lot that can deliver to the game. 
Well, Craig, you know yourself, managers, some managers have been sacked from their last five jobs. They keep getting jobs. Mm. Not being funny, same <laughs> situation at, at West Brom at the minute. Now, Steve Bruce, yeah. Steve Bruce is just, you know, he's imminent an appointment. Like, I like Steve. He's, yeah. he's a gentleman, great guy. Nothing against him. But um, he's, he's getting the West Brom job. Now, are they being sort of... How, how many great English coaches are there, or British coaches, doing their badges, doing their pro licence, really good? Like like Scott Parker had a chance at Fulham, you know, and, 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 and other managers. But you look at it all the time, and it's the same ones all the time. But credit to Celtic, they went, they went you know, further afield. And they've got a gem. They've got an absolutely g a gem in Ange Postacoglu. It's not a one-man show, Craig. I mean, you know how Ange Postacoglu works. You've worked with him in the past. It's not a one-man show at Celtic, but uh, he was never that bothered about an assistant or the director yeah. of footballer. Yeah. He is running a big chunk of that football operation, isn't he? I don't know. He'd be, he'd be running a lot of it. Uh, I've, no, I've no doubt about that. Like... He, what he does is he comes in first to have a look at the environment, Rob. And if he's happy with what he sees and in terms of people want to jump on, on board in terms of the way he wants to do things, then he keeps those people. And, and that's what he's shown at, at Celtic, which has probably given them the stability in terms of behind the scenes, football-wise, to be able to build. Um, you know, sometimes when you have a lot of that change off the field as well, it can be quite a, quite a challenge, Rob. But he has he has that confidence to come in when he was working as a national team coach. I know it's a national team job, but a similar situation. He kind of he took control of the federation um, and made brave decisions. Mm -hmm. You know, he went to the World Cup in two thousand and fourteen, playing the same style of play that he's playing at Celtic against the likes of Spain, Holland, Chile. Wanted to go toe to toe with them. Mm -hmm. Won the Asian Cup. He has such belief. And and the most important thing about that is he gets people to buy into that and believe in the way forward as well. And Terry, we've touched on this already in the show, but you, you look at where Celtic have got to now, uh, top spot mm -hmm. in the Premiership. You look at the players coming back. We don't know how long it's going to be with Kyogo. It's going to be a few weeks by the sounds of it still till, till he comes back in. Tom Rogic uh, will come back into contention. David Turnbull, think of the, the goals he delivered earlier on in the season. Yep. He's going to be coming back. Chris Julian, up to you whether you would prefer Julian and Carter Vickers maybe to Starfelt at the back. So so there are actually there are some serious improvements Celtic can make uh, to a team which blew Rangers away last night. This is all coming at the the best, the business end of the season for us, Rob. It's, it could have come at such a good time. I mean, obviously, we'll get by most of the season with periods of injuries for a lot of our big players. And now, well, we're all going to be coming back here. So it's 14 games to go. So, I, I mean, again, I'll just a wee quick mention, even Gio Marcus last night. Like, mm -hmm. I thought Excellent. He, I, thought he was, I, I thought he was instrumental in the way we played. Like, he just wouldn't allow the centre-halves now time in the ball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it was a real. It was a good team player last night. I said yeah, was. everybody. Everybody was probably a good eight out of ten at least to a, to a man last night. And as I say, it was a great performance. It was a, It was relentless. And Jackie Marcus, John realizes that's the way he has to play to yes. get to get in the team. Absolutely, and he's got he's got good wide men that will deliver for him. So he'll get service, uh, but there's more to to play in as that that lone role. You've got to. You've got to win fouls for the team. You've got to get the team up the pitch um, when you're under pressure and the ball is kicked out up in the air. You've got to get yourself in between 
the centre half and you've got to make him foul you or flick it on and get a hold of it, get your body in on the edge of the box when Jota comes running in from wide. You've got to be there, hold the defender to play it off one touch or take a touch, bring people in. And I thought he did that brilliant. And as well as that, you've got to be in there to score goals. You've got mm. to, because ultimately you will be judged on how many goals you score. I don't care who you are, mm. what centre forward, you can set goals up all day long. But ultimately, mm. if you're not scoring goals, people will say, well, you've got three goals in 26 games, Paul. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You've got to score goals. Yeah. And he's doing that as well. You know, he's managing to score goals. Scored, scored a good goal at Hearts, he's got a good goal against Alloa in the Cup. And uh, But his whole round, I agree with Terry. I thought mm. he was outstanding last night um, worked really hard gave everything had to go off in the end my to come on who's a different type of striker can run in yep. behind and things like that but no it's good for the Celtic fans to know now with Kyogo coming back Maeda can play up there um, they've got options they've got really yep. strong options now and I, it showed last night on a night where Celtic put so much into that first 45 minutes mm. they had to make five substitutions in the mm -hmm. second half mm -hmm. you know just to stay on top of things really just to take the yeah. sting out of it and see the game through and the other side of the coin Craig has Alfredo Morelos returning for Rangers yep. Philip Hollander sooner or later will come back into that defence Ryan Jack you would imagine will start mm -hmm. on Sunday Ramsey coming in Aaron Ramsey yeah. if he's ready yeah. um, but that wasn't far away from being Rangers strongest team last night was it? Uh, no, it, it wasn't in terms of where, where they're at with uh, those players that we mentioned. Uh, but look, I, I think that the reaction now after last night, you need to dust yourself down very, very quickly. And the way that you can do that is is to go and get a result against yeah. Hearts and, and, and not a result, a close result, is go and stamp your authority on the match. Be nice and aggressive with and without the ball. Go and get your goals and, and that way you bounce back very, very quickly. I was pleased to see Balogun come back in, if I'm honest, because I just felt that look, Bassi done a really good job for, for eight or nine matches uh, as a left side of central defender. We know he's, that's not his natural position. He, he helped the team out through a tough period, but I, I felt after the Livingston game, it was probably the time to, to, to bring him out. I think when Balogun come on, um, for me, the, it's a central defender in a central defender's position. Right? Well, so, what do you think Van Bronckhurst will do, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst? Because we had Jason on earlier, the, the, the Rangers fan scene, yeah. didn't think Van Bronckhurst sort of was the type to give people a rollicking and get too vociferous in the dressing room and harsh on players. Yeah. Um, do you think, he says to that starting eleven, maybe Brian Jack comes in in the starting eleven naturally because he's fitter now and he's ready. Mm -hmm. Do you think he says against Hearts, right, you lot... Awful against Celtic. There you go. You got another chance. Go and prove me wrong. Go and show these supporters that's a one-off. We were abysmal. We didn't get about Celtic. We never did what's got us to top of the league. Mm -hmm. Go and have another opportunity. There's your chance. Go and show me in the fans. Or do you think he rings the changes? Well, uh, look. I think he's obviously he made the three changes at a half time. So as much as I said he wouldn't come in and rant and rave at half time. Mm. Uh, nobody needs to be told as a player when you get hooked at half time that you've been brilliant. You, you, you know that yeah. the coach has obviously put his stamp on it and left a message, right? So whether or not the, those players then get the opportunity come this weekend, um, I think there will be changes, John. I, I think in terms of it doesn't please me that, that that I'm having to be critical of the Rangers' performance last night because I would have loved to have seen a lot better. But I've got to be fair of in course. terms of in terms of what I mm. what I seen last night. But I hope they use it as motivation, Rob. 
because we've all been in that environment when the chips are down and everyone's against you and everybody's giving you stick and all that. Craig, last season... Motivation. I had, to, I had to have a go at players every week. <laughs> and I hated it. I oh, absolutely it's, hated it's, it's it. Because I, I do generally like to praise people and, 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 and sort of play them up and things are that good performances, congratulate people, you know, come in and be delighted for them. But sometimes you've got to do it as a pundit. Mm. Your credibility otherwise, yeah. you know, you don't get that. You, you have know? to tell like and it is. And last, it, and last it, night from it, a Rangers it, point of view was grim. And yeah. if, if anybody else has a different opinion of that, then maybe I go, well, we've got different views of football, right? Yeah. But we've all been in dressing rooms before where things have been said that you don't like, right? And it's not because it's personal. It's never, ever personal. Go use it for motivation. Go and go and um, and, and use that to, to drive you onto a bigger and better performance. Uh, that's the best way to use that, that that type of criticism. Terry, I'll let you get back to your break dancing. <laughs> no worries. I'm going to watch the highlights another couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> All the best. Good having you on the show. Cheers, Terry. Cheers, Cheers Terry. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. As we continue to review what happened at Celtic Park last night, but also to move it on, and uh, we are moving on, and we have to move on uh, really quickly towards uh, another full Premiership programme on Saturday, Sunday, uh, Rangers and Celtic are Sunday, of course. 14 games to go, 13 after these two. Uh, it's Celtic at Fir Park against Motherwell, firstly in the early game Sunday. And then it is Rangers against Hearts at Ibrox. It is massive after what went horribly wrong for Giovanni van Bronckhorst and his team last night. Very disappointing. I mean, if we um, if you start a game, an old firm game like this, seemed like this is the first old firm we played. We know what it will bring, the old firm, what you have to do. The environment we go in, the ambience, the pressure we get, everything. But it seemed like we didn't, uh, we weren't ready for it. If you see the way we gave the goals away, it's the sharpness. It's, I, I cannot say otherwise. It's uh, not going with your man, not be ready for the battles. I think it was uh, unbelievable the first half I saw. I think our old firm game started in the second half. This was Barry Fergus and we were on 7 till 10 last night covering uh, the match, of course, on the Go Radio football show. Barry Ferguson, former Rangers captain, uh, talking about the current players. How much would they be hurting? Would they be hurting? Well, it better be. It's got to be. You've got to be hurting when you, you get beat off your closest rivals. Um, and now Celtic on the driving seat. That's a motivation now. They're a point ahead. And don't take it away for Celtic. And certainly the first half, they blew Rangers apart. Celtic in the driving seat, John Hartson. Do you agree? Yes, it's in their own hands. It's quite simple, isn't it? If Celtic um, win every game, Rangers win every game, Celtic win the league. So, you know, but I, I, I still think um, I, I wouldn't be getting carried away. Uh, yeah, get carried away with the results. Fantastic performance. Great, great results. To think where Celtic have come from as well. Um, lots of people were saying, you know, can we get as close as we can? Can we make a bit of an impact? But no, we've gone top of the league, which is a huge moment. The incentive was there and Celtic capitalised on that. But um, I still feel there's a few twists. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really do. I think I think both teams will drop points. It's, 
it's a tough league. Everybody wants to beat Rangers and Celtic wherever you go. You know, Celtic are in the the Conference League and Rangers are in still in the um, the Europa League. So there's some European games as well. Oh, yeah. um, there's a Scottish Cup to play. Celtic have already won the first available cup this season, which is a great achievement. And to do that in his first season, a, a really big boost for the club and him personally to do that. But no, I, I don't think nothing is over yet, Rob. You know, there's 42 league points to play for. Yeah, well done. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, he's had that written down. Then, no, he's sure. using socks off. He was counting up in his hands and his, fing yeah, on his fingers and so his toes. That's but, a lot of points and that's a lot of potential hard games where you've got to dig in, you've got to defend well, the strikers have got to play well. Injuries, suspensions, this mm -hmm. all comes into play. Mm -hmm. um, European games, people get injured. Uh, you know, so... There's an awful long way to go, and I totally agree with Ange. I like his attitude. Um, I, I like the fact that he's, he knows that um, it would be a remarkable feat and a remarkable achievement if Celtic were to go all the way, but I wouldn't be getting carried away just yet. We are playing fantastically well, great football, good players, outstanding players, performing well, but at this moment in time, you know, I, I think Celtic have just gone favourites. Just gone favourites for me, but still an awful lot of work to do. This was Ange talking last night about the psychological impact of that win. Yeah, I don't buy the psychological stuff. I think, you know, it, it, the important thing for us is that it doesn't affect us because our end goal is not to be in top spot. Our end goal is to play football a certain way and, and win things. And we haven't done that yet. So, you know, being in top spot is a sign of our progression. Uh, absolutely, because... You know, we lost three of the first five or six, so you know we know how the Scottish Premiership works. We had to be perfect, to, almost perfect, to, to to get to where we are now. So to show, so we've been under pressure for a long time, but I think that's testament to the players' character and, and the spirit they've got that they haven't let that affect them. We haven't looked at the table, we haven't looked at the points, and we won't now. Tops. Top spot is a sign of our progression, mm -hmm. uh, says the the Celtic manager. What a progression! Both yeah. I mean, we've spoken plenty about long term, about where it's gone from the start of the season to here. But even Craig recently, mm -hmm. coming out of the winter break, Rangers were six points ahead. Now they're a point behind. Yeah, it, it's been um, it's been an enormous role that that, that Rangers played at the, at the club, and uh, just the, the improvement they have sh shown. Celtic got off to to a slow start, as he as he mentioned there. Um, also, uh, Rangers started off quite well, but they probably didn't. They also dropped some points and didn't really capitalise on the slow start that Celtic had. Um, since coming back from the winter break, Rob, um, yeah, there's been some uh, performances in there that have not been not been great, and Rangers have dropped some points, and, and now Celtic find themselves in the position where they're top of the table. I agree with John. Um, I think that there's still many a twist and, and turn in the, the remainder of the season, the last 14 games. I think the European schedules in, in terms of when that kicks in uh, once again the squads will be truly tested in terms of the depth the management uh, from, from both Ange Postacoglu and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will be crucial in terms of um, keeping starting 11s fresh uh -huh. impact off the bench the right one there, there's so many um, different ways that this season can finish it, finish off obviously Rangers right now with 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 the the result last night and the performance, Rob. Most most importantly, have to show a reaction. Have to show a positive reaction, and that can only be a convincing win against Hearts, in my opinion. That's full of energy. That's full of purpose. That leads to a convincing victory. That's the type of performance that Giovanni will be desperate for, 
I also think that that's a type of performance that the the fans are craving and that they need on the back of what was a really, really disappointing night. Mm. Hearts will be smelling a big possibility at Ibrox, won't they, on the back of uh, last night? They they will look to, to go for the jugular, won't they, um, because of the fragility they saw from Rangers last night? They will see there's an opportunity there. Rangers will be, um, but saying that, you know, if I'm Giovanni Van Bronckers, I'm expecting my players to come running down that tunnel and show the supporters almost, not that they owe the fans anything, because listen, the 25-point champions last year, the current champions, but the performance was 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 not acceptable um, for the Rangers fans to see their team getting thumped like they did against Celtic. Um, but if I'm a player, I'm going out there and I'm thinking, you know, that was poor. We've got to improve. I'd be going, I'd be, hey, lads, come on. Come on, let's have a go. Let's go and beat Hearts. Let's get back to winning ways. That's what I'd be saying now if I was in that dressing room. But Hearts, you're right. Um, Hearts are going quite well themselves. Okay, they mm. drew the other night in the Edinburgh derby. They nearly got a result against Celtic last week where Liam Boyce missed the second half penalty. Although they needed that little bit of luck. You know, Giacomacchus' goal, I thought it was, it was level. And Liam Boyce is offside. But mm. these bits of luck that went Celtic's way that night... Maybe on the night, the night it doesn't. But certainly, I think you're right. I think um, Hearts will be thinking, we got half a sniff here. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be thinking that if they can come to Ibrox for the first 20 minutes, Rob, uh, and silence the crowd, yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll know that Rangers are wounded. So mm-hmm. they'll expect Rangers to come firing out the traps. But they will be just trying to, to match that early doors and, and looking not to concede. And if they can do that after 20, 25 minutes, then the pressure continues to bubble away, doesn't it? Uh, whereas like the flip side, for, for Rangers, it's like start well, be nice and aggressive, show the supporters the energy, the determination to go and win this game of football. Hopefully you get that early goal and all of a sudden you get the, what, the lift. Yeah. What Giovanni Van Bronckers doesn't want is a similar performance to what they showed against Celtic. Mm. And all of a sudden he's oh. asking questions of himself. Mm. Uh, and, then, and people are asking pressure, questions of him. The pressure mounts then doubly. If they were, you know, I don't th- I think it's harsh because that was the first defeat in 13 games, by the way. Yeah. Um, but if they have another performance like that, then the manager's going, hold on a minute, am I getting a tune out of these players? Mm. You know, um, in two big games, if you like, you know, Celtic at, at uh, Celtic Park and Hearts at, at home. Rangers struggled to beat Livingston the other week there on a Wednesday night, 1-0, I think it was. All right, a win's a win, you get three points for it. But they've, they've not been in scintillating form of no. late. Listen, the draw at Aberdeen, the draw against Ross County. So the form hasn't been great, although they've been still unbeaten. But I'm sure they, they'd like to go and put in a really strong performance at home in front of their fans at the weekend uh, just to rectify what happened at Celtic the other night. No doubt about the man of the match last night. Uh, he plays with a smile on his face and he puts a smile on the Celtic supporters' faces as well. Uh, scored two, uh, had one assist as well. Uh, not a bad contribution from Rio Hatate. And Postacogli reluctant to pick out individuals, uh, but it was pretty difficult last night. I mean, I'm being asked about all the players. No one's exceeded my expectations, you know. I, I, I kind of knew what I was getting, but uh, I don't want to single anyone out tonight because I just thought it was, a, it was an unbelievable effort from, from the whole group. But yeah, Reyes, you know, he's not fit enough yet. He's still got a lot of work to do. He's still got improvement to do, but I, I knew what I was getting. He's a quality player. And, uh, you know, tonight he showed his temperament as well because, you know, on the big occasion, he's, he's 
you know, when he, when, when he needed to, he, he had the quality to get the job done. But, you know, he wasn't the only one. I thought, uh, I thought the whole group was outstanding. He used that phrase twice there, I knew what I was getting. Uh, that could summarise uh, Ange Postecoglou and Celtic's performance in the transfer market, couldn't it? He's look. He's he's dipped into a market that he knows very very well. That's a market that um, that Celtic would have no idea about if he wasn't in in the job. Um, I, I think the scary thing about um, in in terms of his post match verdict on Hatate is, I know that there's a lot more to come. <laughs> to come in terms of you took the words out of my mouth. I'm waiting to come in and mention that when you when you start it's, talking. It, it's incredible. And it, it, look, we, we we can see already. The the quality that that he has, his technical ability, um, his range of passing, obviously right. his goals that he's getting from from outside the box, which is a great addition for for any midfield goals outside the box. His ability to repeat efforts is crucial in the way that Ange wants to play, um, and for him to say that there's there's so much more to come on that. Well, wow. to say that he's not exceeded, uh, nobody's exceeded my expectation. No, but he's exceeded. Everybody else's expectation, Hatati. Yeah. We didn't know he would be this good. No. And to think there is more to come. And Ange have seen him better than this. That's what he's almost saying. Mm. You know, he's not exceeded my expectation because I know what's to come. He's got to get fitter. So it's frightening to think how good Hatati really is. Mm. And he's made the Celtic fans forget about Kyogo and you would have thought that was Mission Impossible when he was firing on all cylinders, getting to 16 goals for the season. The Celtic fans were so excited. He'd so much impact on all the players around him and now Rio Hatati is doing exactly the same thing yeah, from midfield. He is and there was a real concern because Celtic's injuries were just piling up a little bit. Jota had a spell out with his, um, with his hamstring. Um, you know, Yakamakis with his calf. Abada missed a few games. You know, Turnbull was out. Rogic was going away to Australia. We were, there was a, there was a, a few weeks mm -hmm. ago yeah. where you're thinking, we haven't got a striker. We haven't got a fit striker, if you like. Yakamakis was coming back from injury. Got that crucial goal at um, at Aloha, and that great volley mm -hmm. where he ran across the near. But now everybody's getting back fit. Kyogo's on his way back. When he comes back, he'll be absolutely flying because he's had that the extra rest to get his hamstring now. His hamstring one hundred percent. But it's a frightening thought because as you've alluded to, Rob, a few times yourself tonight, the players that are still to come back for mm -hmm. Celtic is only going to make them stronger. And it's a great thing for a manager if you've got quality players all all fighting for that position. It's a headache, mm -hmm. but it's a headache that you don't mind having. The complexion in Scottish football can change so suddenly the crazy, wacky world of Scottish football. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. It's the top radio football show in Glasgow in the west of Scotland, except no pale imitation of it. Uh, there is no substitute for it, and it's flown by uh, tonight. That is for sure with Craig Moore and uh, John Harson. Craig Moore hoping to get some sleep tonight because he didn't get much last night, did you? No, I. Um, I mean, I don't know what you're like, John, in those those type of games. But obviously, with the with the defeat and the the the, the way of the defeat. I played that game over my head. Must have been another five times after yeah, that. I, yeah. I, I couldn't sleep, mate. Mm. And that's me without the boots, Rob. Um, so yeah, no, it was a it was a tough night. I felt a little bit uh, tired and, and grumpy all day, if, if, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. 
Um, would, we have, would, we have, would we have noticed the difference? <laughs> mate, mate. <laughs> <laughs> mate. Giovanna van Bronckhorst probably had a sleepless night, you would imagine, as well, uh, raking over the coals of uh, that performance, that shocker of a first-half uh, performance. But he's moving on, he's looking ahead, and he's hoping for a quick response. No, of course, we have an honest uh, conversation in the locker room after the game. I mean, it's uh, obviously we didn't uh, were uh, the way we wanted especially not the first half, second half was much better. It's always uh, difficult, uh, these kind of games, and uh, all we have to do is stick together and make sure we, uh, we, we look forward and, uh, and be ready for, for Sunday against Hearts. It's, it's a very tough environment to come, but we're not the first Rangers team to lose. I lost very big here when I was player, but eventually became champion that year. So. I mean, of course we want to win this game, but these games don't decide the championship. We still have many games to play and we have to be ready. We're going to talk to Colin in Bells Hill before we are finished. Colin's a, a Rangers fan. Hi, Colin. Hey, guys. Hi, Hi Colin. Colin. Are you suffering? Uh, well, last night I was livid watching that, but I've calmed down a wee bit now. Just actually... I don't know. I don't even know why I was like as livid as I was because I, I kind of seen that result coming. Did you? Yeah, because since um, that this has actually got mind that season that go ended with COVID. Mm-hmm. It's got that kind of season looked at the way because Rangers came back for the winter break. Before the winter break, Rangers were kind of they they were bounced, weren't they? Almost neck and neck yeah. with Celtic, and then they came back for the winter break, and then they were dropping silly points to like, ha- like Hamilton. No disrespect to Hamilton, but then you should be beating them, and they were dropping points to them. And uh, I, can't, I can't even mean to else to drop points to, but they were dropping silly points. And then they had a, an old firm game coming up, then they had a game against Bayer Leverkusen, two games against Bayer Leverkusen, mm-hmm. I think yep. it was. Just it's got that looked at again. Um, I, I just think there's too many players that need to have a look at ourselves. That Ryan Kent being one of them. I, I would uh, I would go as far as to say that I would play Sakala over Kent any day of the week right now. Craig, I don't know. I don't know if it's a confidence thing with them. Uh, Colin, I don't, it's one of those ones where I'm thinking like. I mean, obviously, there's been a couple of performances that that you know have dropped off, and and certainly last last night was was a terrible one. But then you start to you know you look at, I mean, the transfer window is just closed. Um, but I think that the way that that maybe ranges this season, that you know, every window that opens up, that there's still speculation around about is Morelos going to leave, is Goldson going to leave, is Kamara going to leave, is Kent going to leave, and. See when you have that that continual speculation, um, then potentially you have a player that's uncertain. You know, there's maybe three, four players that, that are, are starting eleven players. All of a sudden, if they're uncertain and they don't know what their future holds, and they impact another two or three players, there's there's virtually half of your side that can be affected. So I just feel that they're, they're, in terms of the business, I mean, Rangers have been praised for a lot of the work they've done in the transfer market. Aaron Ramsey. I'm sure you'll go on with the 14 games remaining and do brilliant. Diallo, yes, young, exciting, emerging talent, great. But I think that there's there's been a lot of 
business that's just been left dangling that, that might be having an influence within the dressing room, mate? I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I would, I would agree, yeah. yeah. I think there's a few of them that probably don't don't want to be there, like, say, mm. Conor Goldson. Mm. I, I think he's playing for, he's basically just waiting out the season now for a to leave, I think. And then Barisic, he yep. pretty much says his farewells to, to everybody in, in the summer there, and then he never got a move. So he's kind of playing. He's kind of playing well. I don't think he wants to really be there a hundred percent. Colin, do you, do you think if it was any other season, um, you know, Rangers would have said, "Look, some of the players maybe need a fresh challenge. If we can maximise what we can get for them." Um, you know, Goldson's not signed the contract. He's obviously his head's been turned. That, that's 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 obvious. That you know, his head's been turned. He's been offered more money. He's been offered a, a club down south. The agents, you know, they talk. This is what's happened there. Otherwise, you'd have agreed a new contract. Um, but someone like Morelos, okay, he, he's itching. He's itching to get on the move, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The club have said several times he's been very close to leaving the club. Do you think because of what's What's at the end of this season? Rangers as a club have almost gone, we we cannot afford to sell players. I know Patterson's gone. We cannot afford for, for good money because the carrot at the end of the season is £50 million. Pounds. It's straight into the Champions League. The games are worth so much. Then you drop into the Europa League. Um, so any other season, you're thinking, yeah, they might have let a few go and thought not a lot of it. But this season... Rangers have almost thrown all their eggs in one basket and gone, we need a bigger squad. We need the Kents. Even if, you know, we could get 12, 13, 14, 15 million from whoever. Mm. Morelos the same. But it's only because what's at stake this season. And there's a few players now that have gone a little bit stale in there Mm -hmm. because maybe they Mm. wanted a move. But as a football club, they can't afford it because they, they, they need every single player they've got and at the end of the season, they might get rid of it because they've got this big chunk of money then, you know? But did we not think, Craig, that the staleness had been dealt with with the change of manager? Yeah, uh, look, and Giovanni, he come and, and certainly hit the ground running, didn't he? I mean, the, res- the, the results. Mm, yeah. Um, he, he, he had a fantastic run. Um, and, and look, I, I think that... Any some, other sometimes season, we I think can, if it would have gone. Sometimes we can overreact a little bit, you know, and, and it's always on the sometimes. back. Sometimes. <laughs> and and it's, it's always on the back of an old firm match, isn't yeah. it? You know, but look, Giovanni has come in and, and, and has done a, a good job. He's, he's changed things. There's been subtle changes to the to the way that his team played plays um, to, to the way of Steven Gerrard. So the, the fullbacks are a little bit quieter. But then obviously they, they made no... Impact on the game going forward last night. It was, I think, people were a little bit disappointed that it was kind of like Rangers were sitting waiting for for things to happen mm-hmm. rather than being proactive mm-hmm. and going to mm-hmm. to make things happen. Now I understand, John, uh, in terms of what, what you're saying, tough season to let any player go with what's at stake. Mm-hmm. That is a massive year. I, I'm just looking at the the overall picture in terms of the impact that it that it can have within a squad if you have players there that don't want to be there. I think it was a huge problem and Celtic's downfall last season. Edward. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah Christy. It's, it's funny you said that, John, about the, um, the throwing the eggs in one basket. Mm. But my, my dad's a Celtic supporter and he's a season, season ticket holder. He was at the game last night mm. and I was talking to him a couple of days ago about it. 
and um, he 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 says the exact same thing. Yeah. The Rangers are throwing their eggs in a basket to to win this league. Yeah, and and similar to last season, look, you had Eduard who was linked down south. He wanted his move away. He hardly tried a leg in comparison to the seasons that he'd had previously. You had Ryan Christie, pretty much the same. His head had been turned. Celtic got to sell their best centre-half in, Aya. in Aya, uh at the start of the season. There was other players. Scott Brown left the football club. And and all that. And yes, Rangers had a fantastic season. They, you know, they won the league by 25 points, by the way, conceding 13 goals, I think it was. So they thoroughly deserved the, the title win. But no, it, it's a similar situation, really. Um, so I just feel that any other season, you may have seen a few players outs and ins from Rangers, but this season, they have to stay strong. Even though Kent's not at his best, they're almost thinking, well, he'll turn up in one or two of the games and he'll win us the game. He's actually did well in previous Rangers Celtic games. He's a big game player. That's uh, right. And, and look... And you're hoping that Morelos, he'd be at it in look, the games to come. Last night, they needed, they needed more than one player. So people argue, you know, but if Ryan Jack started that game, it, would have been, it wouldn't have been different. It would not have been different. Was, the way that Celtic started that match, the way that they pinned Rangers back, the way that Rangers were not able to get any flow, uh, any possession... It just it just meant they're on the it back. It needed the to whole be a thing. team performance, it had didn't to it? To be a team performance, Rob. I don't You're know. I don't on. know what you think yourselves. I, I just don't think there's enough goals in the in the Rangers side. The, the midfielders, I don't think any of them score anywhere near enough goals. Yeah. And the strikers just seem to be struggling for goals as you well. Go, you even go back. You even go back goal. to Defoe now. Hmm? You even go mm-hmm. back to Defoe, can you? He's still banging through in, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. Would he? Well, uh, but, Would the, he? but the, the other side of the coin is that Rangers have lost six goals in their last two games, and they lost thirteen in the whole of the league campaign, as you've just said, John, last season. So, so the the problem is is not just scoring goals. Uh, look, it, it's great. It's great when you can get that spread spread of goals. I mean, you, you touch on that and took Kamara, for example. Mm. Kamara's a really good player, but when I look at top top players, midfielders like McGregor. Dictate, <laughs> di- di- dictate, dominate the game. Creative passes to, to assist to put people through on goal. Mm. Score goals himself. And I'm thinking, I'll go, but does Kamara do any of those? He's, he, he's a good player, very good player, has been fantastic business for Rangers. But he doesn't score enough goals in a position I, I where you need. scared to shit. Yeah. <laughs> right, Craig, you go home and get yourself a good night's sleep because uh, you're due it. Uh, John, thanks a, a lot thanks, uh, as well. Thanks uh, to you, Colin. Colin. Thanks, Colin. Thanks a lot. And thanks to all, everyone who uh, called in tonight. Loads of callers. Thanks to those of you that we couldn't uh, put on air either because uh, we just had so many calls, so much reaction to what happened last night. And it goes on, and we'll be uh, heading even faster in towards the weekend with tomorrow's show. Uh, Paul has uh, Barry Ferguson, who'll still be smarting. And Marvin Bartley with him live at five. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, 
price. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.